Hello everyone, this is Anne from Teachers Den. It's about that time again to be blessed by the Lord through His Word. Today, I'm going to be talking about um, something that I titled, Communicating with Your Creator. Communicating with Your Creator. What's communication? While I was looking up the meaning of communication, there was one word that could not be ignored and that word was sharing sharing so before we keep talking about what communication really is about there's also something I want us to recognize that while we're talking about communication with the creator you can also in simple terms call it praying But I'm doing this podcast because I want us to be able to see praying from a different perspective. What exactly is communication? Communication is an act of sharing ideas, sharing ideas. So it's receiving information and giving information, receiving information and giving information. Sometimes, you know, the science way, they will say is decoding and encoding, decoding and encoding. But that word sharing could not be ignored. Why am I talking about sharing? How do we pray? How do we pray? You see, the importance of prayer cannot be overemphasized. In fact, it can't be even be ignored. Because when Jesus was on earth, One thing he did so much was pray. He prayed. He spoke to his father. He had a conversation with his father because he needed to always know the mind of his father. The disciples saw him. Every time they went about doing the work of God during the day, they realized that Most mornings, like in the wee hours of the day, say about 4 a.m., the Lord will get up and go to another side, away from the disciples, and he will pray. And by the time he finishes, he will tell the disciples, let's go. Then he was ready for the day's activity. What Jesus was actually doing was preparing himself for the work of the day. He was preparing himself for the work of his father. But before he could do that, he needed to know the mind of his father concerning the issues of the day. How did Jesus pray? The disciples then had to ask our Lord and Savior Jesus. They asked him. They said, teach us to pray, O Lord. Because they saw that every time he prayed, he had the ability to do some wondrous things. He had the ability to do things that ordinary people could not do. Well, some of us might say yes because he was He was God here on earth. Well, 
he said that the same things he performed while on earth, he has given us the authority to do same. He has given us the authority to do same. So, how will you be able to do the same things that Jesus did? You must also follow the steps that he followed. He prayed. It was important to him to pray. He communicated with God. He told God how he was feeling. He told God what he would have loved to do. But above all, let the will of the Father prevail. When the disciples told the, asked Jesus to teach them to pray, Jesus said, This is how you will pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We, we know that, so let me not, you know, go on and on. It didn't necessarily mean we had to pray like that. For some, it has become a pattern. So you look at this pardon, and then you say, okay, this is how the Lord said we should pray. And then you take it like that step by step. Now, one thing I want us to take note of is it said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But most times when we go into prayer, all we ask the Father for is our will. We ask him for our will what we want, how we want him to do it. Oh God, if you could just give me this, I will do this. This is what I want you to do. Give me a house. Give me a car. I need my hair done. How can I take care of my children? I need to to take them to good schools. Just give me money to take them to good schools. You know, that kind of thing. Now, when you listen to it, you find out that our prayers have been vain really really vain because it's always been about you but when you build a relationship with God when you draw closer to God and then he starts drawing close to you because he has seen your seriousness he's seen your dedication and your commitment He would also want to talk to you. He would also want to talk to you because it has now become a relationship between a child and a parent. Between a child and a parent. Now, when two people who love each other come together, you cannot ignore the power of communication. Because you have to express how you feel. And let the other person express how they feel. So prayer is not a monologue as some of us have turned it to be. It's a dialogue. It's between you and God. So when you speak, you let God speak. When you speak again, you let him speak. 
I thank God for the opportunity that he has given to me to help me to know him. I'm still growing. I'm still learning because you never know enough of God. You keep learning more about him even till the day you breathe your last. But so far, he has given me the opportunity to understand that one of the best ways of praying, of communicating with him, is keeping quiet. I look for a very quiet place. These days it's my closet. And I stay there quietly. Real quiet. And then I just want the Holy Spirit to wrap his love around me. I want to just feel the presence of my Father all around me. And I feel it and it's overwhelming. You know, and I just sometimes stay and he reminds me of how much he loves me. Reminds me of the sacrifices that he had to make for me. I think about all of us on earth, over a billion of us. But Lord, but yet the Lord knows how to relate with you personally. If you give him a chance. Then you gradually begin to have an understanding that it's not about money. It's not about building houses. It's not about owning cars. It's not about those vain things that the world can take away from you anytime. It's about building this beautiful relationship with your father. You see, God so wants to talk to you. It's his desire to talk to you. When you read further down in Luke, Luke chapter 11, where Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he also went on to say that, you know, okay, it was more or less like a story when he said that you have a visitor who comes to your house, then you go on to beg your neighbor, you knock on your neighbor's door and you ask him, please give me some bread because I have a visitor who has come to spend the night in my home. And he tells you, please go away. The door is locked. I'm already in bed. I want to sleep. But when you remain persistent, the neighbor eventually opens the door and gives you what you asked. Now he says, how much more your father? How much more your father? But you see, in your asking, you have to have an understanding. I always like to believe that when you ask God for something, you have to be fair to him too. What you're asking for, is it going to give him glory? How does that thing you're asking for edify his name? You have to put that into consideration. Put put it into consideration in your asking. Lord, I promise if you give me good health, I will serve you all the days of my life. I will I will do your will. My life, this healthy life you have given to me must bring you glory. That means I will take my time to go out to talk to people about you. If you give me a car, 
I will drive around helping people who need, who need help. Oh, somebody needs to get to work but doesn't have a car. As a child of God, I should be able to render assistance. Oh, somebody doesn't have food. The Lord has blessed me with so much. I should be able to share. That's what it is about. Some people don't even have good health like you do. And yet they serve him. Yet the Lord has blessed you with good health. But you don't even think it's necessary to give him praise for the health that he has given you. When you communicate with God, think about it like you're communicating with your earthly father. Although some people may not have had a relationship with their father, so they might not know how to go about it. But then I like to tell you that it's very good to study the word. Open up your Bibles. The Lord speaks to us through the word. He has a lot to say to us. And every page has a promise. Every page has an important message. Every page has a blessing and a curse in it. Or a curse. Because you see, the Lord loves us mightily. He loves us, I, I, I don't know, We cannot love God as much as he loves us. We can't. He said you only love him because he first loved us. He first loved you. It's good to go about your daily life doing your own thing, minding your own business, but still do well to mind the business of your father. The reason why the church is so present today is because From generation to generation, people have obeyed the call. You probably might not have experienced the goodness of God as in the kind of goodness that we're talking about, but it simply means that you haven't gotten so close to him. You haven't built a proper relationship with him. You have lost that. You haven't, well, I won't be, I won't say lost because if you haven't built that relationship with him, it means There's nothing you have created to lose anything. But build that relationship with God. Talk to God. Have that dialogue with him. Ask questions that require answers. And just watch answers come alive through his word or through your spirit and his being connected together. After all, the Bible says that the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in us. So the authority that Jesus has given to us is made available to help us understand the kind of relationship that we can have with the Father. Think about it from the beginning when God created man. He will talk to Adam in the cool of the day. That's one of the reasons Jesus died. To restore Eden. To restore the relationship that man had with God in the Garden of Eden. Where Adam 
could talk to God like face to face. God doesn't want you contacting someone to help you talk to him when he so desires to hear from you. One of the reasons why we stay away from talking to God is because we know that we have sinned, we have wronged him. But then he goes on to say that if my children will humble themselves, repent of their sins and change their ways, he said he will answer. He will be just to forgive and answer us when we call. That's what he said. He said, come now boldly before the throne of grace so that you will have help in the times of need. God never wants to cast his children away. As long as you have life, there's room for repentance. There's room for change. After all, remember, what shall it profit you if you gain the whole world and then lose your soul? Your soul is what's important to God. And he needs you. He loves you. Talk to God. Take time to talk to God. Take time to have a conversation with your father. It's a dialogue, not a monologue. Remember that. It's not a one-way talk. It's both ways. You speak, he listens, then he speaks and you listen. Some people may say, oh, but I've been talking to God for a long time and it looks like I haven't been receiving any answers. Well, two things. He says that before you ask anything, just make sure you're, you're not bearing any grudges with anybody. So, make sure you haven't fought or quarreled with anybody. Don't, there, there should be nobody that you have in your heart. Oh, this person has offended me, so I will not forgive. You don't go to God with unforgiveness in your heart and expect that when you ask for anything, he will answer. No, he says, go back, settle your problems. Yeah, well, yeah, some people could say, oh, but I thought he was talking about that when it came to offerings. Yes, but you don't go to God without forgiveness. You don't. You don't bear grudges, hold anybody in your heart, and then think that you can go and talk to God, and then he will listen. You have to come to God with a clear conscience, a clean spirit. And then, according to James, he also says that we do not receive because we ask not. And then sometimes we ask amiss. That simply means you do not ask according to his will. So, sometimes what you're asking for is really not the will of God. Now, God is not going to go out of his way to answer a prayer that is not in his will or in his time. And he always lets us know. Somehow he lets us know. There was a time I said God was not speaking, but the truth of the matter is that he had spoken and he wasn't going to repeat himself. He said the Lord said it. Once has he spoken, twice have I heard that victory belongs to God. 
So he may have. He may have spoken, but you don't consider that to be an answer. And so he just keeps quiet and, and he watches you. So we have to make sure that our spirit is alert to be able to receive from God. Communicating with God could be very broad. But in order to keep this podcast short, that's just the little information that I can provide. I hope it helps. I hope it it encourages you to want to draw close to God, to want to see things from God's point of view by studying His Word, asking questions, and having a better understanding of how God wants you to approach Him. God wants you to approach Him humbly. Don't be prideful. Don't be egotistical. There's there's no ego in this. You really have nothing to offer God. He's the one who, who's in charge here. And then He's telling you to, you know, come boldly and humbly before His throne ask for help and he will provide it in fact ask anything in my name and I will give it to you but always remember that when you ask God for anything you have to let him know how it will glorify him and always remember that it is very important to ask God according to his word. Say, for instance, you're asking God for a house. You have to check. Where in the word does it say anything about a house? And why was it important for God to provide a house for his children in the Bible? And then you bring that word back to him. As a Lord, you know, you promised the children of Israel that you will provide them with shelter. You told them that in those days, you told them in those days that they will never be homeless. Daddy, here I am, your child. The way things are looking right now, it seems like I'm going to be homeless. And King David says since he was born and now he is old, he has never seen the righteous forsaken. He has never seen them, okay, begging bread. So just think about it. There are so many ways. Always use his word. The Bible says that his word will never go back to him void until they accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. So God will never, you have to remind God about his word. He will never turn his back on his word. So when you pray, you use his word. So you see, that's one of the reasons why the Bible says that you, you, you receive not because you ask not. Because you don't even know how to ask. Having a relationship with God can be very beautiful. It's more or less like a love affair. Because he, he loves us that much, you know. He loves us that much. He smiles when you do right. Sometimes I blow kisses to God in heaven. Heaven bear me witness. I do that. When I am so heartbroken and so distraught, and then I kneel down and I say, Lord, look at my situation right now. And somehow he just fills my heart 
with love and helps me to understand that don't worry about what it is. I love you. And I had to just say, oh Lord, you have a way of making me smile again. That's why I can't stay angry for too long. It's a habit that we all need to learn. Don't dwell on anger. Don't dwell on things that, you know, that make you upset. Get over it, like, real quick. Get over it. Because the most important thing is your relationship with your father, your soul. Your soul. Let God be God and let let God be true and let man be a liar. Who are they? What does man really have to offer you? I look up to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. That's what it is about. Your help comes from God. Take time. I don't know. I am saying this so much. Take time to study the word. Take time to study God's word. The more you know of God's word, the easier life becomes, the easier it is to build a relationship with God, the easier it is to communicate with him. God loves you so. He wants to hear from you. He wants to speak with you. He wants to build a relationship with you. So remember, pray like Jesus did. Because without the prayers, Jesus wouldn't have been able to manifest like he manifested on earth. So if you want to manifest, you want to be great, do what Jesus did. He prayed. Even on the cross, he prayed. So in the middle of the storm, pray. In the middle of a celebration, pray. Because whatever information you get in prayer is what saves you. The word God gives you in prayer is the word that you need to go on. Is the word that you need to survive. The Lord will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That's what he said. He said, I will be your God till your hair is gray. Gray of old age. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You will be his people and he will be your God. That's what he said. How can we be his people without him talking to us? That's, this is how much God loves you. He gave an example. Jesus gave an example of a shepherd who has a hundred sheep. And then one, go, one goes missing. He said it will leave the ninety-nine and go look for that one. That's how much he loves you. There are so many people that Jesus has been wooing and wooing, showing so much love, you know. Come to me, I love you. Just like he did the children of Israel in the days of old. But for some reason, it seems like the world is too sweet. They don't want to turn their backs on the world and follow him. But please, follow him now. 
because life is short. You know not the hour when your soul will be required of you. You do not know. So take time out. Answer Jesus' call. Be obedient to his word. And listen as he speaks to your soul. Listen as he speaks to your soul. Resist the flesh. Resist the flesh. The desires of our hearts sometimes can be so vain. Let God provide for you. Let God tell you, this is what I desire for you. And trust him to do that for you. Trust him to do it for you. I pray that this word encourages you. I pray that you have an understanding that prayer is not just going to your room, kneeling down on the side of your bed and just thank you Lord for waking me up this day. I appreciate you. I pray that you take charge of my day. I pray that you provide for me all that I need. In Jesus' name, amen. Some people live and throw away Jesus' name in the prayer. They say it's not so important. But I will tell you, even according to the word, it said, ask anything in my name and you will receive. Now, anything, any prayer that is made outside of Jesus' name is wishful thinking. Yes, it's wishful thinking. If you cannot pray in Jesus' name, well, I don't know. All I can say is any prayer outside of Jesus is wishful thinking. But as God's children, those who believe that he sent his son Jesus, that God sent his son Jesus to die for us on the cross for the forgiveness of sins, Jesus, the blood of Jesus solved the sin problem. So there's no need for you to be carrying guilt around, you know. That's one of the beautiful things about your prayer time, your communication and conversation time with God. He makes you understand that, you know, it's okay. You've done it. Get over it. That's the reason why I died on the cross, so you could be redeemed. Stop the bad habit. Turn around. Repent. Be better. Do better. Because the enemy is out like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And it will not be you in Jesus' name. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. The Lord says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whoever opens up, I will sup with him. That's what prayer is about. Jesus is right there waiting for you to start the conversation. And then, oh, my child is here. And then he wants to talk back. And just about the time he wants to talk back most times, we're out. We say we're done praying. Sometimes I will just advise peace be still. Peace be still. Surrender yourself 
Surrender yourself to the power of the Holy Spirit and let him guide you. Let him guide you. Have a good day. Stay blessed. Be encouraged. Build a better prayer life. Take care. Bye-bye.